day 240 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of scripture. And on day 240, we find ourselves in Isaiah uh, chapter 40. I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keefe, Matt Kresge, and Cindy Kemp as we continue our journey uh, through Isaiah. Uh, we will uh, do readings from the other prophets before we uh, end the year with the New Testament narrative uh, that we find in the passage. But the prophets really set, our, uh, set the table well for us in the New Testament. A lot of uh, what you hear in the prophets, uh, you'll find echoed in Jesus' teaching. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll find him you know, drawing from uh, the words of the prophets or the words that God spoke through the prophets uh, as, he teaches, you know, as he teaches the people. And of course, it also gives a perfect, perfect picture of who Jesus is and his coming work. Uh, we'll end uh, this week with the, the final servant song. There are four servant songs in, uh, in a couple of days. Or actually, tomorrow we'll do the first of the servant songs and in the week in the final new servant song. And it, uh, what a vivid description of the cross and everything that Jesus has accomplished uh, in the atonement. Uh, we come to Isaiah you know, chapter 40, and it begins with a word of comfort for God's people. And we need to remember yesterday, you know, David pointed out to us that uh, you had the rich images of a of the mountain of the Lord and the aged wine and the choices of food, you know, point us to what you know, lies ahead. But it also points us, you know, to the moment that we receive God's bounty and goodness in the middle of a world that is kind of uh, turned upside down or inside out. And uh, so, certainly, God's people who know His name are about to go through a lot of turmoil. But this speaks of the current, you know, comfort that is both present for them in their turmoil and present ahead as God redeems and restores. So we come to Isaiah chapter 40. Uh, before we read uh, Matthew, you mind, uh, which you guys know as Matt. We call him Matthew here, especially when you know, we're a little upset with him, Matthew <laughs> Joseph Kresge. Uh, but anyway, we're not upset with him today. We're just being formal. Matthew, would you yeah. mind leading us in prayer? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have spoken and and you have revealed your heart and character to us. Um, Father, we thank you that your word does indeed endure forever. And, and so as we um, as we dive in together, would you edify us? Would you strengthen us? Would you remind us of um, the wonderful things in your word that we get to behold? Father, forgive us for the times we take your word lightly, we take um, you lightly, and we fixate on so many other things. Um, Father, would you draw us to yourself in this time and, and remind us of uh, who you are and and all you've done in Christ Jesus, um, encourage us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Mm-hmm. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 40. Uh, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that your hard service has been completed, that her sins have been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level and rugged places as a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All peoples are like grass and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flower falls because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. 
You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high hill. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power. He rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breath of his hand, marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket, or weighed the mountains on scales and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord, or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him, and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge, or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in the bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for all altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded uh, by him as worthless and less than nothing. With whom then shall you compare God? To what image shall you liken him? As for an idol, a metal worker casts it, a goldsmith overlays it with gold, and fashions silver chains for it. A person too poor to resent such an offering selects wood that will not rot. They look for a skilled worker to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the very beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner did they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither, and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom shall you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens, who created all of these. He brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint." Isaiah 40 obviously ends in one of the uh, the more poetic and popular passages in Isaiah about waiting on the Lord and being renewed in your strength uh, and mounting up with uh, wings like eagles. And of course, it's uh, reminiscent of uh, you know God's description of what happened at the Exodus. I bore you up on eagles' wings and I brought you to myself and have established you as my people to be a holy priesthood uh, before me. It's cool as well and in verse 3, which is a pretty familiar passage, you know, that's how Mark begins his passage with yeah. with John the Baptist, who is this voice that Isaiah is talking mm-hmm. about, which is pretty wild. You know, there's going to come this voice, which John the Baptist, and he's going to proclaim, you know, the, the coming of the Messiah, the, the true Redeemer, the true Restorer. And again, just really fun to see all of this pointing forward to Christ and having its time and place obviously here with Isaiah but pointing us again to this one who is going to come where you know all the mountains would be made low the 
ground would become level that all things would begin kind of being put as they're supposed to be no it's beautiful this idea of you know i guess the closest thing to us is a interstate highway uh when you'll go and you'll build bridges over the you know the caverns and you'll uh, cut holes in the rocks so you have a straight smooth Mm. path and of course in the ancient world this is what you did for the coming of a king you would enlarge the roads and you would smooth them over you know to make it very easy you know for them to uh, enter into a city or enter into a new domain and, and of course this is an invitation to the coming king to have easy access to our hearts and our lives and, and it's a it's a it's a beautiful picture yeah like that and of course, highway to our god yeah, yeah. and and no and if you had heard this you know in, in the first century you know uh, jesus you know is teaching uh, and you had been brought up in the synagogue you would have recalled the whole passage so a lot of what our New Testament writers are doing is when they give us a couple of verses, they're, they're taking us into a story. They're not proof texting and pulling a couple of verses. So not only do you have the message of voice of one calling in the wilderness, but you have the message of comfort, comfort uh, for my people, says my God. Speak tenderly to her and proclaim to her. Your hard service has been completed and your sin has been paid for. Yeah. Uh, Double. <laughs> well, double. Yeah, no, she has received double for, yeah. you know, for and, and of course, uh, the picture there is, is, is the sacrifice of Christ is more than sufficient mm-hmm. for all of our sin, where sin did abound, grace did double abound, yeah. uh, which is, uh, you know, the word that you'll find in the New Testament did super abound, yeah. did hyper abound, yeah. mega abound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chapter 40 to me is just, a reminder, man, if we would do well to meditate on the God who reveals himself in this chapter, mm-hmm. you know, he speaks to us and, and you even get that question with whom then will you compare God to what image will you liken him? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it goes on to, to talk about, you know, you can form or fashion whatever idol you desire. And yet, I mean, who, who brings the starry mm-hmm. host out and doesn't lose one of them? You know, who, who does this, who gives strength, who, who keeps us, who, strengthens the weary and and causes you know us to be renewed it's it's the lord who created all things who rules sovereignly over all things and who has acted on our behalf yeah you know in christ jesus what a wonderful yeah i mean you just keep it just keeps going and going and going and and it's almost like the questions answered ourselves you know to whom will we compare him there is no comparison so we must repent and return to him the poetry so fantastic mm. who's measured the waters in the hollow yeah. of his hands that's the oceans <laughs> or uh, with the breath of his hand has marked off the expanse of the heavens uh, who's held the dust of the earth in a, in a basket uh, like you would grain or weighed the mountains on scales and the hills in the balance who can have, fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor whom did the Lord consult to enlighten <laughs> him who taught him the right way who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him a path of understanding surely the nations are like a, a drop of water in a bucket, and they regard it as dust on the scales, barely registered. The dust <laughs> yeah. is you don't even mm-hmm. account for. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires. And, of course, those are the famous cedars of Lebanon and the forests yeah. in Lebanon. You could cut them all down, and that's not enough altars, nor are all the animals in Lebanon enough for the burnt offerings. Uh, before him all the nations are nothing they regarded as him as worthless and less than nothing as far as their raw material and what they're made of no value at all and yet somehow he has bestowed his love on us mm-hmm. or his mercy on us in in light of all that you say well who am i he tells us we're 
grass and flowers that wither with a and breath. fall. Yeah. Yes. So, and fall. Yes. And yet he's been mindful of us. Yeah. yeah. And even yeah. in that greatness of God, you know, verse 11, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms. Mm-hmm. He carries them. He gently leads them. I mean, so he's not just like up there so distant, right? That I, yeah. I do all these things. And he does. Yeah. But he's also so close and he's so caring tender. and so yeah. intimate. Uh, yeah, we could uh, yeah, say you know, today just our, our culture has an aversion towards power. We think that all power corrupts, and and we've seen a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, people wield power in a corrupting ways. And and yet when you see, you know, right before verse eleven, when it talks about God, it's the sovereign God who mm-hmm. comes with power. He rules with a mighty arm. You know, indeed, there's no one stronger or more powerful than him. And the way mm-hmm. he, then the uh, you know the very next verse, the way that it's going to be demonstrated to us, is how does he wield this sovereignty and this power it's he tends the flock like a shepherd he gathers the lambs in his arm he carries them close to his heart he gently leads those who have young you know mm-hmm. we're not used to this yeah mm-hmm. and that is the the picture you're going to progressively get through this week as we look you know at the uh, mm-hmm. at this your first servant song and then the second servant song as the uh, the, the all-powerful one is the all-gentle one mm-hmm. and, and of course you hear the echo of this in in jesus where he said i am the good shepherd, my sh- I know my sheep by name, mm-hmm. and they hear my voice, and they will follow me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's a, yeah. a gorgeous picture. It's yeah. put together, all together. David, you mind closing us with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. Father, how um, how good it is for our hearts to to dwell and to gaze on you. Um, <laughs> you are unsearchable. You are unknowable in so many ways, and yet you've revealed yourselves through your Scripture, and so. Thank you for your word. Thank you for how it shows us who you are. May we marvel in it and, and revel in it, and may it renew and restore our hearts and mm-hmm. and give us deep affections for you, just obviously how grand you are, but also how gentle you are. And um, thank you um, for who you are. We praise all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.